Jesus also said, the kingdom of God is as if someone would scatter seed on the ground and would sleep and rise night and day, and the seed would sprout and grow, though he does not know how. The earth produces of itself first the stalk, then the head, then the full grain in the head. But when the grain is ripe, at once he goes in with his sickle, because the harvest has come. He also said, with what can we compare the kingdom of God, or what what parable will we use for it? It is like a mustard seed, which, when sown upon the ground, is the smallest of all the seeds on earth. Yet, when it is sown, it grows up and becomes the greatest of all shrubs and puts forth large branches, so that the birds of the air can make nests in its shade. How does this spread? That's the question we all started asking about a year and a half ago, right? How does this spread? We worried about surfaces, and so poor Don Roberts, Jen, you remember, cleaned every doorknob in our church multiple times a day, and some people let their mail sit for a couple days before they touched it. And I remember some folks worried and wondered if they should wipe down their groceries before bringing them in the house. And at our house, we had a plan for what Annie would do each day when she came home from working at the hospital. We worried about droplets, so we put on masks, and we stayed home if we were sick, and we kept our distance, and and grocery stores put up plexiglass to help protect employees. And I remember seeing someone shopping in a fully enclosed dinosaur Halloween costume. (laughs) We paid a lot of attention to the air that we breathe, and we stood even further apart, and we limited occupancy, and we changed our communion practices, and we learned about air circulation and purifiers and the value of an open window and being outside. It's been the focus of so much time and energy, this question, how does this spread? And I think that's the same question the disciples were asking themselves in our first reading from the book of Acts this morning. How does this spread? See, Jesus had died, and Jesus had risen, and now Jesus had ascended into heaven. And before he left, he gave the disciples a command that sounded so simple, but was not. He told them that now it was their job to spread the good news. It's your mission to spread it, he said. Go into every nation and every land and share the good news, the news that through Jesus Christ we have redemption, forgiveness, hope, love, new life, eternal life with everyone. Share it. Spread it like a virus with the epicenter starting in Jerusalem and then growing in ever-widening circles in Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. You've been infected with God's grace and love, and none of you are asymptomatic carriers. So go and spread it through your actions and words. And by the way, there's going to be a lot of those kind of weird puns, so get used to that. (laughs) 
I wonder how the disciples felt when Jesus gave them this command, this job, this call. They had watched Jesus die, and they really had just gotten Jesus back recently, and now he was leaving and telling them they had to keep doing his work. And now they had to figure out how to do that without him. So even while Jesus was giving them this mission, they were feeling sadness and grief and fear. They were facing the church's first crisis, which was how to be followers of Jesus without him physically there. And so I wonder, were they caught up in their sadness? Were they just feeling disoriented because life was once again turned upside down? Did they feel intimidated, overwhelmed by the mission Jesus had given them, or were they excited? Excited about the opportunity to bring God's light to a world struggling in darkness. Surely they were asking, how does this spread? In our gospel reading today, Jesus told some parables, including a story about someone going out and planting seeds, about the way that that seeds grow, even though we don't exactly know how. I mean, maybe some of you know how, but, but I have no clue how seeds work, like deep down at a fundamental level. I just know that seeds need water and sun, and, and the rest is sort of magical and miraculous and amazing. And in some ways, that's exactly what the kingdom of God is like, what the the message of Jesus is like. We don't always know how it spreads, how faith grows in someone, how God's kingdom and Christ's love appears in places that showed no previous sign of infection, and so contact tracing is impossible. I warned you. This week, I met with someone who said, Something is happening inside of me, and I don't know exactly what it is, but I can't deny it. Somehow they had been infected with more hope and and more joy and what feels like new life, and they don't know how, but somehow it's happened, and it's wonderful. And I know it may sound strange to compare God's kingdom and the message of Jesus to a virus, But that's exactly what these words make me think of this morning. Jesus said God's kingdom is like a mustard seed, which is a a tiny little thing, but it grows into a huge plant with branches big enough for animals to rest on and under. For most of us, all we know about mustard is that it's good on a sandwich, but the plant Jesus was talking about was seen as an invasive nuisance. Listen, we have records all the way back to the first century that talk about mustard seeds being a horrible weed that spreads quickly and and grows out of control. In most towns, you weren't allowed to plant it 
because it would spread and just take over. And if only one little seed slipped into the ground soon enough, it would engulf the whole area and mitigation strategies couldn't stop it. They could only slow it down. And because these seeds were so small and could could fly through the air, anyone could be carrying it, even the wind, and you wouldn't know it. I mean, does that remind you of anything? God's kingdom, God's love, the good news of Jesus is like a virus. It spreads and it takes over. And many of us have experienced that in our own lives as the smallest seed of faith has grown and blossomed within us. Over the last few decades, the good news of Jesus has spread like an uncontrollable virus and infected people, especially in the global south in places full of deep poverty and need, oppression and struggle, because the hope and peace and joy it brings for those who rest in its branches is life-changing. It spreads and it takes over so that many people develop what we might call long-haul faith. Really? I thought that was a decent one. Okay. (laughs) Which causes people to carry and share the good news for the rest of their lives. How does this spread? Like a virus. And I love this image. For 20 months, our world has been consumed by the COVID pandemic. It has impacted all of us in basically every way. And we've experienced loss and disruption and concern. And we're tired When this started, I had a beautiful full head of hair. And it's not that funny. (laughs) At the same time, we've seen the needs and problems in our country and in our world increase through rising unemployment and greater hunger, higher rates of substance abuse, greater loneliness, more mental health issues, and the list just goes on. So I got to tell you, it brings me comfort to hear Jesus tell us that amidst this COVID pandemic, another virus is spreading. Spreading in ways we don't always understand. Spreading like a mustard plant invasion. There's another pandemic raging, one that brings hope and increases joy and spreads love, and shares grace, and provides peace. This morning, we are reminded that even amidst all the crises around us, the kingdom of God is growing among us. The good news of Jesus is infecting more people. The gospel is spreading because that's what it does. That's what God does. And much of the time, God spreads this virus through human hands. The disciples knew that. They knew the answer to the question, how does this spread, was also through us. Now, I've served at Emmanuel through the entire COVID pandemic. And I've seen the way we've responded to the needs of others by saying, through us ways we have been Christ's witnesses to our community. A young man in Rutland needs a chairlift 
so he can get into his home with dignity. How is this going to happen? Through us. And the virus spreads. We can't gather in person, but the good news still needs to be proclaimed so people can hear it. How? Through us. And the virus spreads. The Interfaith Hospitality Network needs more help. Food pantries are facing increased demand. Someone in our community is headed off to seminary. Our neighbors don't feel comfortable going grocery shopping. The person in town can't maintain their property. How is hope going to rise? Through us. And the Jesus virus spreads. How about we package 16,000 meals and make masks for local healthcare workers and move most of our ministry online? How about we share our worship services with local nursing homes and start a garden ministry to feed people and overwhelm our mission partners with warm clothes for winter and send care packages to those who feel isolated? Let's give away more. Let's meet the need of every single person who calls our church. Let's care for our pastor during a time of deep sorrow and joy because how is God's virus of love and goodness going to spread through us. In Christ's name, empowered by the Holy Spirit, and to God's glory through us. So what are we going to spread in the coming year? I ask because today is Generosity Sunday, and I know you all expect me to talk about giving money to the church but I'm much more excited about what the money that we give together makes possible. How it can infect this world with a little more of Christ's light and goodness. I am constantly amazed by how financially generous generous our congregation is. In fact, since the start of COVID, giving to our congregation has increased. And that hasn't just maintained a building that we've barely used. It's allowed us to do effective, powerful, contagious ministry. And I hope that brings you joy because it brings me a lot of joy. In the coming year, we have the opportunity to respond to this pandemic by spreading more joy, more hope, more grace, more love, more Jesus. By increasing our giving, your giving, our church can provide more support to the Interfaith Hospitality Network and Dismiss Farm. We can add a meal packaging event every year to our budget so we feed even more people. We can commit resources to our brand new community garden to provide fresh produce to our community. We can reach out to schools about how to help students, especially by offering to subsidize mental health services for those struggling due to COVID. We can pay off medical debt that is crippling people who are unable to afford essential care. We can explore the idea of converting our third floor back into an apartment like it was years ago so we can house Afghan refugees being settled in our area. We can add to God's pandemic of love. We can help hope to become more contagious. We can infect people with more peace. We can spread brighter joy and redemptive, liberating grace. You're all carriers now. God's hope 
love, grace, life lives in you. And it is infectious. So go spread it. Remember to keep washing your hands. (laughs) But remember also to keep offering up your hands for God to work through. Because after all, there's a virus going around. I wonder how it spreads. Amen. Amen.